Thank you for joining us for the FS Monroe podcast with Pastor Terrell Turner. Our vision is that as we teach faith and love, we can duplicate ourselves and lost others. So open your heart now to receive the ministry of God's Word. It's all right. Matthew 14, 36, as many as touched him were made perfectly whole. In Matthew 9, he said, your faith has made you whole. He said, I didn't just come to deliver you, but I came to make you free. Delivered, but now I'm set free. And I gave you the example of uh, if you need to have dogs, if you've uh, crate trained them, hopefully you crate trained them right. And uh, one of the ways you can do it is by when you open the crate, don't let the dog just pounce out, but make him wait. That way he not, well, maybe I'm giving you all the little tips if you have a, a dog, especially if you got a pit bull because they'll just knock you out. Uh, they want to jump all over you and scratch all your, your stuff up. But uh, when you open that door, now he's been delivered. The door's been opened, but he hasn't been set free yet. Yeah. Only until you say, come on, does he come out that his kennel. And so a lot of us have received our deliverance. But we haven't received our freedom. We've received the deliverance part. We, we believe that God has healed us or forgiven us of our, of our sins, but we're not, we haven't been launched into our future. We're not boldly walking that thing out now. We're kind of still in the kennel, kind of still afraid to walk and take the steps of faith that's necessary for your freedom. I didn't just come to deliver you. I came to set you free. Whom the Son has set free is therefore free indeed. And thirdly, he said, I just didn't come to save you. And this is what I want you to understand today. When we sing, I love you more than anything, you can now understand that he didn't just come to save you, but he came to adopt you. You're not just a Christian, you're a son. You're not just a Christian, but you're a daughter. That changes everything now. It's a relationship. It's not just something that you do on Sundays. It's not something that you feel obligated to do out of, out of guilt, but it's out of relationship. This is my father. Now, another definition of the word overcome, it is that Greek word nikaio, N-I-K-A-O. When he says overcome, it means to conquer. Hear this now, a new definition. It means to carry off the victory, to come off victorious, to come off victorious. We have heard now this new term called swag, how you carry yourself, what kind of swag, what kind of how you represent, how do you hold yourself, and what are you giving off today? Is your swag defeat? Are you giving off defeat and failure and frustration and there's no opportunities for me, and I can't get forward, and I, I can't get better, and I, I can't get out of this place? Or are you giving off the sign of victory? Are you giving off the sound of victory? Are you giving off the sound of an overcomer? Help me, somebody. It is, if you will research and hear this now, it is now to hold fast your faith, 
even unto the death against the power of all enemy foes. Overcomer, you're not, you're not taking me out. You're not going to beat me. You're not going to take me out of here. You're going to have to kill me trying because I'm not going to quit and I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to back off because I'm an overcomer. I said I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Somebody shout, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I overcome sickness. I overcome death. I overcome divorce. I overcome hurt. I overcome failure. I overcome lack. I overcome poverty. I overcome separation. I am an overcomer. I prevail. It means to be more powerful than opposing forces. There are many, many forces that come to oppose us. A 50,000-ton battleship is built to withstand the high winds and treacherous waves of the open sea. The new Boeing Dreamliner airplane is built and designed to withstand intense turbulence. So while we may get a little unnerved in the plane, that very plane has been tested hundreds upon hundreds of times. You see, they cut the engine out. and They, they cut the right engine out, and they had the plane to stall. They took it for a dive to ensure that whenever the real storm came, it could take the hit. It could survive the test. Whatever you have gone through and whatever you're facing right now, you can take it. You were built for it. You were designed for it. David expressed in Psalms 139, 14, I was praised the Lord because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody tell your neighbor, you can take it. You see, this psalm attends to the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God, that he's far bigger and far greater than whatever circumstance would come to try me. We should be encouraged today to know that we are in the very palm of his hand and that no man can pluck us out. Jesus promised us in John 16, these things I have spoken unto you, that you might have peace. In the world you'll have great tribulation, but you can be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. When war threatens in Syria, Jesus said, be happy. When the stock market is on a roller coaster, Jesus said, be happy. When things seem to not be going your way, when they seem to be going opposite of how they should be, he said, be a cheerleader and do a cartwheel because I have overcome. I've already won. I prevail. I stand. I overpower. I overtake. I always gain the victory. He said in Revelations 3, 21, who overcomes, I will grant him to sit down and be with me on my throne as I overcame and sat down on my father's throne. The same way Jesus overcame, he said, I've made you to overcome. Whatever you face today, you've already overcome. You see, he beat the devil. He beat sickness. He beat cancer. He beat AIDS. He beat divorce. He, he beat lack. He beat insufficiency. He beat not having a check. He beat not having a job. And he said, all power has been given unto me in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And he said, I give unto you power over all the power of the enemy. And you shall tread upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. I overcome today. I overcome today. So what you got, devil? What you trying to say? What you what you chump? What you what you talking, boy? They laid me up. So what, man? I, something better for me, man. So we, we had hustle, we had game before we got saved. I mean, what you gonna do, sucker? We, we wouldn't say sucker. We said another word, and some other words accompanied with. Some other words and some other stuff. 
But now we get a little, a little bit of kickback of fighting. We're ready to quit. We're ready to throw in the towel. We're ready to wave the white flag. But I come to stir you up today and let you know you, you're not a defeated person. You're not defeated today. But you don't understand how hard it is, how much the pain is. Jesus withstood every test thinkable, therefore I can. Because he overcame, I can. <laughs> because he overcame, I can. I can do all things through what? Through Christ who gives me the strength. In Matthew chapter 4, he was tested three times by the devil. On every occasion, he said, it is written that man shall do this or I shall do this or I will not do this. And whenever the test comes, there better be a word on the inside of you that says, I can. There better be a word on the inside of you that says, it is written. Because if you don't have the word, you'll get taken out. And that's the difference between winning and losing in the battle that the Word of God is the source. The Word of God is your weapon. Ephesians chapter 6 says it is our sword. Take the sword of the Spirit with the Word of God. It's your offensive weapon to fight, to combat, to subdue every attack. For the doctor said that I've got three months to live. The Bible says I shall live and not die and declare the work of the Lord. Better get you some healing water and, and, uh, and flush that stuff on out. But they say that my son has uh, a learning disorder, and they said that he needs this and other, other kind of uh, attention. And, and they said that mama's going through this, and she needs this kind of medication, and she needs this surgery, and she needs this that, and the other. We don't have the insurance to cover that. Well, that's just that's where you need to be because a miracle can't happen if you see it in the natural. A miracle can only happen if you see it in the spiritual realm. If it can happen in the natural, it cannot happen in the spirit. I need God to move. The ninth hour when it seems like nothing can be done. He's still working. He's still moving. I'm an overcomer. I've overcome this setback. I've overcome this hurt. I've overcome this pain. And I'm not going to allow my fall to keep me back. God forbid a young girl gets pregnant. Her life isn't over. It might be a little bit harder. But it ain't over. You can still go to school. Some of you women have been, have been there. You done raised two kids by yourself and didn't have no child support and no check, and you're still here today with your hands lifted up saying, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and you can do it. Don't need nobody but God. <laughs> some of y'all still haven't been there yet when there's been some stuff that only God could fix. You knew you didn't qualify. Oh, but you got it anyway. That's, that's just how good our God is. And if he did it before, all right, help me preach now. Come on now. Revelation 21.7 says, he who overcomes shall inherit all things. Hear that. Who overcomes inherits all The promise only comes 
if you stay with it. The promise only shows up if you overcome the test. You see, if he showed you the end of the promise, but if he showed you all the stuff you had to go through to get there, you probably would abort the mission. Oh, I don't know if I can do all that now, God. That's a little bit, ugh. (laughs) He who overcomes inherits all things. All right, give you one scripture now. Turn to Revelation chapter 12. Y'all all right? Y'all hot, cold, medium rare? Well done? Everybody good? All right. Revelation chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. You'll never doubt after this day ever again. You'll never ever wonder about can it happen, will it, or when. Revelation chapter 12. And verse 10, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, (laughs) now is come salvation. If you missed last week, you didn't hear about the word now. It's our time right now. I heard a loud voice, not a soft voice. So we wonder sometimes why we praise the Lord so much. Well, he said, I heard a loud voice that now is come salvation. Right now is deliverance. Right now is breakthrough. Right now is prosperity. Right now is your strength. Right now is the kingdom of God. Right now your son is coming home. Right now the bills are being paid. Right now breakthrough is coming forth. Right now is a new day. Right now is a new season. Not tomorrow. Not next week and not next year. But right now, God, send now prosperity, God. Send now deliverance, God. Send now breakthrough, God. Right now, you got to receive it right now. As I sit here today, right now, he's working some things out right now. He's, he's retracting that sentence right now. He's, he's paying that bill supernaturally right now. He's, he's moving in that landlord's heart right I feel the Holy Ghost. He's, he's paving the way right now. Jesus. He's omnipresent, all-knowing, all-powerful. So even as you sit here in church today, He's moving. Angels are busy right now, moving some things that you cannot do. He opens doors no man can close and shuts doors no man can open. Our God is an awesome God. Great is his works. Forever his name is established in the heavens. Right now, God. And they overcame him by the blood. (laughs) I thought I had some old church people in the house that understood about the blood. We don't hear about the blood anymore. There's power. I know I'm only 32, but there's power. Wonder-working power in the blood. That every the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and tongue can confess that he's Lord. I got to understand the blood still saves. The, the blood still washes. The, the blood still heals. The, the blood still cleanses. It shall never lose its power. The blood caused me to win today. They put those spikes in his hands, and they put those spikes in his feet, and they thrust that spear in his side, and the blood said, you will not ever be defeated from this point forward. Hallelujah. 
you'll never be called a slave again. Even though your skin's a little bit darker, you still win because the blood sees no color. Come on. The blood sees no barrier. The blood says, I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. Child, you're mine. When you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. When you go through the flood, you won't be drowned because I'm with you. I, the Lord, your God, shall be your strength and your shield and your buckler and your real reward. Feel the Holy Ghost. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the Word. Got to get you a word if you're going to win. You're going to win this year in school? Got to get you a word. What's that mean? I got I got to go to the Bible, and, and the Bible says I have the mind of Christ. So this, this algebra test is not too hard. You're going to win. You're going to win in your marriage, you got to get a word. You're going to win in your relationship, you better get you a word. Because there's going to be some wind. There's going to be some hail. Going to be some hail, too. Oh, come on. This, this, yeah. And sometimes our problem is we, we just make it seem like everything's going to be Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony. <laughs> Sometimes it just, it always go that way. <laughs> but the Bible says we overcome. Been through the mud, been through the, the murk, the miry. But Jesus said, I set your foot upon a rock. Therefore rejoice, those in heaven, and be careful those on the earth, for the devil is come. I know. I know your house all messed up. I know. It's okay. You can say amen. It's all right. I know there's been some, some drama up in them four walls. Upstairs, downstairs, the ants underneath the foundation, they got strife. The roach has been like, we ain't going in there because there's some problems up there. <laughs> he said, the devil has come down having great fury. Why? Because he knows he has a short time left. I want you to understand today that now has come salvation. Now has come deliverance. Now has come preservation. Now has come safety. The word salvation, of course, we probably know as soteria. It means deliverance. Hear this from the molestation of enemies, meaning being taken advantage of. Things you didn't want to happen, happen. Come on. You, you got to go with me. Things you had worked towards and didn't want to lose but lost. Things you didn't want to see happen, happened anyway. He said the enemy came to take advantage of you. That he, he, he had his way with you and messed up some stuff and did some things that he had no right to do. He said, but salvation means there's deliverance from that. There's freedom from that. There's wholeness from that. He said, sin now, soteria, sin now, the blessing which you receive. 
in fullness when Christ returns. Understand, he says, God, I don't have time to wait for the rapture. I don't have time to wait for the new Jerusalem. I need prosperity right now. I need salvation right now. There's some stuff going on in my life right now that if you don't show up, it's just not getting done. In fact, I think I might lose my mind. I think I might go crazy if I don't hear from God, if I don't see heaven move. If you don't show up in this situation, it's going to ruin me. But he said, sin now, prosperity. In other words, I'm not waiting until redemption. I'm not waiting until the future. Right now, he says, lift up your head because your redemption draws nigh. See, right now we understand that I don't have to wait until the sweet by and by to have these things fixed. No, he said, my wholeness is now, that my healing is now, that my prosperity is right now. Why? Because my enemy has been cast down. The person who says, you're not worthy. The one who says that you can't. The one who says that you're not good enough. The one who says you messed up has been cast down. Remember Jesus asked the woman caught in adultery, where are your accusers? I ask you today in my presence, why are you still acting guilty? Why are you still ashamed to walk where you've been called? But to lift up your heads, oh, you gates, because he lifted up ye everlasting doors. The king of glory shall come in. And your redemption and your salvation is right now. You better lift your head up and begin to walk proudly that you belongs right here. Again, there in Psalms 118, verse 25, David stirs up and echoes out these words. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord Jehovah, my God. Send now prosperity. We talked last week on these times and times and times again that right now is your moment where things are coming to their peak. Somebody shout, right now. Somebody say, send it right now. Now let's pause for just a moment and revisit verse 12. The writer reminds us one thing I need to point out to you today before I close. The devil has come down with great fury because he knows he has little time left. I announce to you today the reason the attack has been so intense in your life these past few weeks, these past few months, this year. It's only been a signal to you that his time is over. Come on now. The reason the battle has been so furious is because he got a warning. He got a pink slip that said your time in her life is over with. Your time in his family is over with. I've come to tell you right now, we've put Satan on notice. He's got to stop right now. He had to ask, could he test Job? And God said, right now, your time is enough. And therefore, he, he, he gave it his best shot. He, he sent his arrows. He sent his fireballs. But right now, it is over. And I announce to you, you need to shout because his time is over. It is your time. It is your season. It is your moment. The signal has come forth. You are an overcomer. You stood still. You stood firm. And now it's time to reap and harvest. They who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. 
You may have been crying last night. You may have been down and forgotten about. You may have been the black sheep of your family, but I come to tell you right now that he saved the best for last. He saved the best wine for last, and you ain't seen nothing yet. You better put your best suit on. You better put your dress on. It's time to square your shoulders up and let the world know I'm here. I'm busting loose. I got my swag back. I got my joy back. I got my step back. I got my pants back. I got my praise back. I got my family back. I got my healing back. I got my deliverance back. I got my joy back. Satan, you're defeated. You ain't got nothing on me. Look at me now. They counted you out. Even tried to set you up and did some things behind your back you ain't know about, but God was working all along. To get you to this point, to know that you are an overcomer. So as I leave you today, whatever God entrusts you with, trust God to maintain it. If he gave you that car, trust him to pay for it. If he gave you that relationship, trust him to keep it. If he gave you that son, that daughter, trust him to take care of them. The same way that Jesus showed up and things changed, when you show up, things are supposed to change. Do you hear that? Every time Jesus came up on the scene, things began to change. People got healed. They got delivered. Religious folk got angry. Stuff started shifting and moving. And when you pop up, if you've got the same spirit of Christ on the inside of you, things are supposed to change. Not supposed to be this way for you. Well, I don't know why I'm doing this. Keep talking. Because things are supposed to change for me. We're not going to charge you for this. I don't know why. I just, I can't seem to find it in the computer. I know you can't. Because things are supposed to change for me. I need you to receive your change right now. Whatever needs to change in your life today, it's, he's changing by the Holy Ghost right now. He, he's changing some attitudes right now. He's, he's changing some stuff right now. <laughs> Can I close now? He said in Ephesians chapter 1, Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named. Not only in this world, but that which is to come. So you're not just an overcomer right now. Oh, God. You always overcome. And I've put all things under his feet. Go with me now. Sebastian, see yourself far above at Carowinds on the wind seeker. Debt can't touch you. Lack can't touch you today. Frustration can't touch you. The perilous cords of your past cannot touch you because all things are under your feet. You look down at them and ha, 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 ha. They cannot touch you today because you are far above. You, I'm far above that crap, man. You, y'all, I don't forget about you, man. You Don't even call me no more. That's, that's, that's behind me. We, we behind that. We, I'm beyond that. I'm far above that jealousy. Come on now. I'm far above those squares. I'm going to ask you where you've been. I'm far above that, man. That's, 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 that's long gone. We, we ain't worried about that no more. That's how I used to be. 
That's what I used to say. That's how I used to respond, but I'm far beyond that now. All things have been placed under my feet. Five more minutes. Second Kings chapter four. Turn there now. Second Kings chapter four. Woo. Turn to somebody around you and say, It is your time. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, God. Come on, somebody put your victory sign up in the air and say, it's my sign. It's my time. 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 <laughs> Glory be to God forevermore. I don't know your name, but this is for you, okay? Right now, what I'm about to share is for you. I'm taking Kings chapter 4. I'm missing the first part of that. Verse 1. Follow along with me, please. Now, there cried a certain woman. Have any of you ever been in tears before? Have you ever spent time frustrated not knowing what to do? She cried out, and she was the wife of the sons of the prophet to Elisha, the man of God, saying, Your servant, who is my husband, is now dead. You know he feared God. You know he went to church. You know he served. You know he served you faithfully. We did everything we were supposed to do. And the creditor has now come to take unto him my two sons to be slaves. Understand the legal system of Israel at this time would not allow her to declare bankruptcy. There was no escape for her. There was no other alternatives. There was no welfare system. There was no other chances for her. Her sons would be turned into slaves. Have you ever been in a situation where there was no other alternative? There was only one outcome. You felt your back up against the wall, and now you begin to cry. But she cried out for her prophet. She cried out for her man of God. Verse number two, Elisha said unto her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? What's in your house today? What's in your attitude today? What's in your makeup today? What do you have? Do you have a sound of victory or do you have a sound of defeat? Do you have hope or do you have despair? Doesn't matter how bad that situation looks or what's been left to you. I don't have anybody to help me now. My husband's now dead. She looked at her husband as her source. I understand that the husband at those particular days, he was the breadwinner. She was now helpless. She had no future because she was now a widow of two young boys. And you may feel today that everything I've worked for and done is now no good to me because my, my little degree is not getting me anywhere and I can't afford to go back to school and I'm in this particular rut and I can't get forward and I can't go backwards. What am I doing? I'm going in a circle. 
can I get out of this particular situation? He said, what do you have? Don't look at what you need, but what do you already have? There's got to be something in you that pushes, that pulls. There's some resource you have that you have not looked at yet. There's something you said, oh, that's not, that can't be it, or that's not good enough, or that's not enough, or that's not. No, that's the very thing God wants to use to bring him glory, to do something special and supernatural. She said, your servant has nothing there at all. See, she discounted everything she had. She said, I don't have anything. I'm poor. I don't, I don't have anything. God can't use me. There's nothing I have anymore. My car is gone. My hope is gone. My life is gone. But he said, there's one small thing. It's a, a small jar of olive oil. You see, that wasn't a jar that they were talking about. The small jar of oil wasn't used for cooking. The small jar she had was used for anointing. Whatever you have today is the very thing God wants to use for a miracle in your life. The very thing you have is what God wants to use to bring a miracle and a breakthrough and a transformation, a release in your life. Don't ever downplay what's in your hand. Don't ever think that what you have isn't good enough. I don't have only $5. I can't tithe. I don't have anything to sow. You have something. Everything you have is a seed. Whatever you have. I've only got a little bit. It's just enough. Two fishes and five loaves were enough to feed 20,000 people. <laughs> Nothing is too hard for God. I've only got a diploma. That's fine. You've got an imagination. You've got some talent. But I don't have the money to launch my business. It's okay. You've got an idea. You've got a drive. You've got passion. You're a hard worker. All you need is an opportunity. Come on now. You just need faith to believe as small as a mustard seed that he can do anything possible that he can bring to the right person. Tomorrow could be every day. You could go today to the restaurant and come in contact with the millionaire that will invest in your idea. You never know. You have to expect it and receive it and believe it and keep hope alive that any moment now, things will shift and change. Elisha said, now go ask around and ask Everybody, you come in contact with your neighbors, your friends for empty jars, and do not ask for a few. Don't ask for a little bit. The request the prophet forced her to get out of was to get out of her comfort zone. She had to do something she'd never done before. She was the wife of a prophet. She was a first lady. She wore the nice big hats and the diamond earrings and the nice bracelets. And I'm sure to open up a can of worms, uh, I wonder what's wrong with Sister Biana. What's Sister Riant say? She asking me for oil. Mm, that's a shame. You know, they ain't have no insurance. Her husband left her with all that debt. Child, I heard they're going to take her two boys. Ain't nobody trying to help the situation. They're only talking about the situation. But let me tell you something. You cannot be concerned with how you look or sound. In front of people. Paul said, I was a man without reputation. When you need a breakthrough, when you need deliverance, it ain't time to be cute. It's time to be obedient. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at what's not seen. Because the things that we see are temporary and they can change at any moment. 
Verse 4, he said, go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars as each are filled and put it to the side. See, I'm sure her feelings were hurt. I'm sure she was surprised to see her best friends were laughing at her. But she understood she was an overcomer. She had that megapistia. She had that great faith. She said, even though I don't understand, even though this is crazy to me, even though my backup is against the wall, even though I have no hope, even though I've been lied on and cheated and mistreated, even though I've been stabbed in the back, even though right now I'm on my own, I believe God. I believe the word. I believe the word of the prophet, and they're not taking my boys. They're not going to take my house. They're not going to laugh at me too much longer. I've come too far to turn back now. Tell somebody I believe God. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept on pouring. Hello. When God is working, it's time to shut the door. Shut everybody off that's not with you. Shut everybody off that doesn't sound like you or doesn't look like you who don't walk like you, who don't believe like you, because what God does in secret, what he does behind the door, he'll reveal in front of the door. When all the jars were full, he said to her, son, bring me another one. And he said, that's all of a mama. And at that point, the oil stopped flowing. Hear me now. This reflects what I taught last week, that the miracle was measured out according to her faith. Had she borrowed only two jars, hear this as I close, had she, had she borrowed two jars, only two would have been filled. If she borrowed 15, 15 would have been filled. Who knows how many she borrowed that particular day, but remember, he said, borrow not. A few. And see, our problem is, is we sometimes limit ourselves. We ask God, but we ask too small. He said, let your request be made known to me. I'll give you the desires of your heart. It's not too big. It's not too much. For you to own the whole company. It's not too big to ask for a man who loves God and he'll treat you right. Your standard's too high. I know yours is too low. That's why you got all that trash in your life. But what she measured out, Luke 6.38, was what was measured back to her. And because she had great faith, she was able to reach into her future and pull her future into her right now. But the dreams and the desires on the inside of you, faith says, I'm going to bring it to my right now. And now she didn't have enough money just to pay for her sons. She had enough to retire. He's a God that doesn't just do enough. He does more than enough. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. That's just how he rolls like that. He just does it big like that. So don't limit God. Aim big. 
dream big. Pull out more jars. What am I saying today? Don't just apply. Some of you have been applying for some jobs. And the reason why you haven't gotten that particular job is I hope you believe and know that God can speak. And so as he's speaking to me, I'm speaking to you. The reason why you haven't gotten a particular job is because you've aimed too small. You need to apply for the management position. You need to apply for the director position. You need to apply for a position in leadership. Don't apply for the cash register position. Don't apply. That's beneath you. You're better than that. You're bigger than that. Well, I guess I'll just do this. It's enough to get by. That's not what God has called you for. There's bigger and more on the inside of you. There's a bigger dream on the inside of you today, and I'm, I'm calling it to live again. I can't sit here today and tell you how. I can't tell you when. I can just tell you it shall be. And if you will believe and trust and begin to walk this out, you shall see. Pastor, I'm 65 years old. Well, it's awesome because Moses was 80 when he got called. Just getting started. Tell somebody you ain't seen nothing yet. Come on, say it with some conviction. You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) Father, I thank you today for the word of God that lives and abides forever. Let this word begin to seep and to drench the hearts of every person in this room right now by the fire of your glory. Let it not be another service or another sermon, but let it penetrate the hearts and the lives. In the name of Jesus, I declare you are an overcomer. Any addiction you can overcome, any heartache you can overcome, any any setback you've already overcome. And now see yourself rising above the situation and standing tall in what God has promised you. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, Today is about you. Today is about you. And somebody needs to hear, hear the Lord tell you that it doesn't matter if they go with you. I didn't call them, I called you. I didn't tell them, I told you. Now, sure, it helps if you got some help. But I've already equipped and anointed you to do what I put in the side of you. I hear the Lord saying to pick it back up again and begin to pursue like you never have before. But God, I tried and it didn't work. God, I did it before and I didn't see anything. That wasn't your call. Your only obligation is to obey. We must protect what he has put and entrusted us with in our hands. Thank you, Father. So don't wait and don't delay. Some of y'all are waiting. 
waiting on the right time, waiting on the right moment. I just told you, your moment is right now. The season is opportune right now. Father, when am I going to get my breakthrough? When am I going to get my healing? Lord, when is things going to show up in my life? God, I, I believe you and I trust you, but I'm tired of these tests. I'm tired of medication. I'm tired of coming home and seeing no change and no difference. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's exactly why you came here today. To let you know. Greater is he in you. I hear greater. I hear greater. Thank you for joining us today. We always appreciate to hear how God is moving in your life. No matter where you are in life, we'd love to hear your story. Please visit fsmonero.org. Also, if the message you heard touched your life and you would like to support this ministry financially and make a difference around the world, you can do so by visiting fsmonero.org and click on the Give link. We thank you.